The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. And this is one of those weeks that we are so happy to be recording on a Friday because so much happened throughout the week, Jerry, that um, it's just been one of those exciting weeks. It started off with um, with you sending me a clip of Steve Bannon talking about and the Fed, and he went off for three minutes and he covered it all mm-hmm. in three minutes. And um, yeah, you know we're we're hurtling towards digital currencies. They want us into the central bank digital currencies, and really the only way to stave off that lack of freedom that you're going to have with digital currencies is to probably get rid of the Fed and the central banks overall. That's just one thing. That just kicked off the the week. There was also uh, a whole bunch of stuff going down in the States um, with the um, inflation bill that they were doing. We'll talk about that. So, so much going on. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the an update on the JP Morgan players, the employees that were spoofing with the trial. How did it go? We've got some results. So two former JP Morgan medals traders were found guilty in the landmark spoofing case. This is coming from CNBC's website. Uh, they were found in some charges. Now there is no racketeering. All three were cleared. And Nowak, as we know, was one of the lead traders uh, being charged as well. We look at the whole shenanigans. We looked at this situation that happened back in 2003, where the same J.P. Morgan traders were were charged. Were just there was just a slap on the wrist. It was a it was a laughable scenario back then, as it is today. As we see back then, the CFTC um, director of enforcement, David Meister, who was at the time again the director of enforcement enforcement back in 2010 he actually today was was Meister's uh was his name Meister was Michael Nowak one of the defendants in this trial he was actually his attorney so he knew the the case very well know what to say he said what he had to do uh and said what he had to say but so it's regulator turned lawyer regulator turned lawyer and we see just how you know this is just a failure in all regards with with regards to the CFTC, any credibility, um, especially when we look at things like the COMEX and the LBMA, the two private organizations operating in the markets where this corruption, where this trade, where these types of trading practices, spoofing and manipulation occur, apparently have no intention of holding JP Morgan accountable. Well, yeah, they didn't get, uh, they weren't charging on the racketeering stuff. But look, at the end of the day, this was low level level stuff. Spoofing is low-level manipulating of the markets. What, what we're talking about is a massive perpetration of manipulation with regard to, and I'm sure central banks are involved. I think GATA has lots of information about this with regard to um, keeping the prices of gold and silver suppressed using paper, not physical, using what, what they would call synthetic supply. Yeah, you know, this is low level stuff with these two guys doing spoofing because the bigger picture is the overall manipulation of these central banks and the major banks colluding together to keep the price down using 
synthetic supply, not actual physical product, but keeping the market down using synthetic supply. Why? Because ultimately people have to understand that the paper isn't real and they want to stop you from getting into real assets, which have no counterparty risk that are the ultimate form of money. They want to keep the Ponzi scheme of the paper going. So, so, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll indict a couple of low level guys on spoofing, but that's nowhere near what we're talking about when you're trying to keep a price of silver, which should be probably in the hundreds, if not thousands of dollars down, and you're doing it based on paper, but that's ending. So it's interesting that they throw these guys out in front to take some heat, but behind the scenes, you have a massive drawdown of the actual physical. And if you don't even have a veneer of physical product in which to set, to set on top your paper trades, you're done for. Mm -hmm. And so the end, you hear this, this term a lot, end game. The end game is coming for the comics and the LBMA, isn't it? It's absolutely right. And this really highlights the, the lack of credibility in the justice system. We're seeing things just getting thrown out year over year, decades long of spoofing. But with the, the drain and the raids happening on the comics, um, this is waking many people up to realize, okay, even though they're just going to slap them on the wrist, something bigger is happening. Something bigger is happening with regards to trust, which is why we're seeing the lack of silver um, or the drainage that is happening at the exchanges from LBMA. We talked about them panicking last week, had a memo. Um, the drainage is happening. The drainage is happening at the of comics. Of the physical product off the comics, meaning people who, uh, part of it is that the prices are so low that it's, it's a cheap time to take delivery of your physical product. Exactly. And not only that, this is, you know, this is in summary, um, a, a battle between the paper and physical. And to summarize all of this, I took an article from Money Metals, if I may just go through uh, some of the points they mentioned. You, meant, you might think as physical precious metals investors, you might get frustrated and you may just throw in the towel. But they haven't because of these lower prices, as you mentioned, Jeremy, and declining confidence in all the institutions, even courts, including banks and governments, is driving more buying, at least in the physical markets. And herein is the solution. Ultimately, demand for physical bullion and not paper proxies is the path to ultimately terminating price manipulation. The actual number of bars underpinning the enormous volume of paper silver trading has been in steep decline since early 2021. Hashtag silver squeeze may be out of the headlines for now, but we remember this and investors in physical are still stacking. Ronan Manley of Bullion Star reported silver stockpiles this week in the LBMA and comics vaults are at a six year low. The inventory situation for these exchanges gets even more dire when accounting for how much of the reported stock is not immediately available for delivery because the metal is held by ETFs and private investors. If, get this Jeremy, if outflows in the next 18 months match those of the past 18 months, the physical, the available physical inventory could approach zero. That is the moment when holding silver IOUs will not be the same as holding the physical metal itself. In this type of scenario, a default on the futures trading exchanges will happen. The CFTC ultimately 
may turn a blind eye to these problems on the comics, but the physical markets themselves aren't above the law of physics. Because Jeremy, when the when the physical product is not available, the spot price is in the spotlight, and we'll have to correct, and we'll see an explosion in prices like we've never seen before. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Definitely, the time is running out. The the products are being pulled off the exchanges. Uh, big money is coming into the market. Uh, we've talked about the fifty million dollar buyer in the states. Uh, there's a there's a, an analyst that talks a lot on um, Arcadia Economics on YouTube, uh, Chris Marcus's program, and he was talking about his firm that he works with. They took a three million dollar order, which you know, again, you're starting to see bigger bigger numbers all the time. At Guildhall, we're seeing that too. People are coming through and they're saying, "Look, I, you know, I sold a house or I've got a large RSP. It's time to to get out of the system, right? You have to mm -hmm. make that. It, look, there's no time like the present. Uh, you know, <laughs> the blackout that happened uh, downtown yesterday. We're recording the show on Friday. You know, we've talked about for a while, Jerry. You should get that generator. Mm -hmm. You know." You got kids, you should have that generator if, if something happens. And, you know, with all of the pressure being put on the system now with, with EV cars, mm -hmm. because having an EV car is like putting 12 refrigerators in your, in your house. I saw that. That's wild. So, so the amount of pressure being put on the infrastructure, the infrastructure is not there yet. So you're putting so much pressure on and more people coming in, et cetera, and, and any other kind of extraneous things. So I'm sitting there last night and I'm, I, I, you know, I finally make the decision to buy my generator. I got a solar power generator, nice. right? But Jerry, I'm sitting there at one in the morning and I'm saying, why am I hesitating? Right. Why am I not pulling the trigger on this? Like, can I not figure out that when there's not going to, wait, there's never going to be a blackout again. We're going to start seeing it probably more and more. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you got to do it. Just yeah. do it. Pull the trigger. So I pulled the trigger. I'm very happy that I did that. And I feel that people are going to probably feel the same way when it comes to protecting their wealth. Mm -hmm. in that sense because the the money systems just it we're so at the end game mm -hmm. you know and you were talking jerry about the corrupt the corrupt nature of having a regulator turn lawyer to protect uh to protect a spoofer right like the irony Stinks. is thick and it's funny because i was telling you earlier this week um that i was watching the documentary by aaron russo about the irs and the basis of this documentary, which came out, I don't know, 2006 or something, was where is the law in the US that says you have to pay income tax? Mm -hmm. And they were asking everyone from IRS agents that quit because they realized that what they were doing was not based in law to asking former commissioners of, if that's what you call them, of IRS, and them just basically lawyering the jargon up and essentially avoiding all questions. And then they showed that in, in the nineties, there was a group that got together to kind of sue the government to say, show us the law that we have to pay income tax. Mm -hmm. And the judge ruled the government doesn't have to show you, even though in the constitution, it says that they do. Mm -hmm. So it, it was it was basically as a judge shut it down. We're not going to give a proper ruling, of course. And the the judge in the case was Emmett Sullivan, who was the judge who oversaw General Flynn's case. And remember, towards the end of General Flynn's case, the judge started to to try it himself. 
he became the the prosecutor. You see, it's a small, <laughs> such, such a small world when it comes to these kangaroo courts, isn't it? It's 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 wild, and and so I, I was to sum up on, on this particular segment. It was great to see this three minute tirade of end the Fed and why you need to end the Fed. And in Aaron Russo's um, documentary, he starts off talking about the Fed and how it's completely illegal and how they passed it late on a Christmas Eve with most of the congressmen out of out of uh, out on holiday and all of these things and just the whole system being co-opted by these banks, right? And that's the problem with Bitcoin. People think, well, it's outside the system. No, until you get rid of the bankers and politics, until you can end the Fed, they're coming after you. They're going to keep coming after you. And the only way to protect yourself is with real things that have no counterparty risk. Gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. Give us a call. The number is one silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. It's take the important first step. Go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, and pick up a tube of maples, maybe an ounce or two of gold. It's a great place to start. We've got a lot more coming up here on The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Everything at Guildhall is physical. We don't deal in paper. We don't deal in ETFs. We don't deal in futures. We're not dealing in certificates. It's only physical. We have the motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. That means even in the vault, when you're storing with us or putting it into an RSP TFSA, it's actual physical product that's stored in your own sub-account. The numbers of the bars get listed, so it's allocated to you. We give you the inventory report, which is essentially a warehouse receipt. And anyone who's ever worked with us, Jerry, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a client um, take delivery of a couple hundred ounce bars of silver last week because he wanted to test the banks. And he went to one bank and he tried to sell his hundred ounce bars, which are LBMA approved, London Bullion Market Association. So the products means that these refiners and mints are sourcing the product ethically. They're refining to the proper purity, fashioning to the proper weight and can handle global business. These are 200 plus brands around the world that have the mark of LBMA and are incredibly liquid. Mm -hmm. They should be accepted anywhere. But this particular institution would not accept anything that wasn't RCM. Now, that just kind of shows that they don't really know what they're doing, let's be honest, mm -hmm. right? True. Um, they're trying, but maybe they're just like, look, it's a way for us to just kind of keep it simple. Nonetheless, he called me up. He said, listen, I need to sell a couple bars because I have some expenses. Sold it right away. We sent him his money right away, and he, he's, he just said, wow, that was easy. It is. <laughs> you know, when you're working with the right people, it's very easy, right? And you don't have to deal with this person and that person dealing with Jeremy, the professional himself. Or, or Jerry, the professional himself. <laughs> and it's that easy. You just have to pick up the phone or give us an email. Once we have an established email trail, we will confirm everything and ensure that you get your funds immediately. Um, it's technically... T plus two, which is trade day, plus two days. Usually it takes about two days depending on the volume. But it's the quickest turnaround you'll see. You won't have any hesitation. We won't push you back like some institutions will say, well, what are you doing? Why are you selling? 
hey, life is life. And if you need to sell a bar or two, you have to do that. But that's all that's happening. People yeah. are just selling off a bar because they have a, a small expense that they pay off, some taxes that they need to pay off. But overall, no one's selling their gold and silver. And, and you know what? That kind of makes sense these days because people have put a lot of their, their uh, liquidity into the metals for safety reasons. And it just happens to be at a time where prices are rising and there's expenses to be had. So as far as I can see, it makes sense. But you're seeing more and more people come into the market to protect wealth than you are seeing people who are selling off. Like there's very, very little selling that's going on. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's all about wealth protection. It's the Real Money Show. Now, speaking of wealth protection, in the last segment, Jerry, we were talking about the IRS and how uh, with Aaron Russo's documentary where they were asking the question, show us where it says we have to pay income tax, right? Because that only came in into place after the Fed. That's right. Right, because they print the money they, they give it to the government, and then it's owed back to them in interest. How do you pay back that interest? You're going to have to pay income tax. And that actually got me thinking about the government and all the ways that they try to help. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the things that came across this week is they, they did the uh, Inflation Reduction Act in the States. And really, Jerry, what better way to, to fix inflation than to print more money? Yeah. What a solution. Hats off to the professionals in the Federal Reserve in, in office. Uh, by titling something the Inflation Protection Act, it's going to fight inflation by printing over a half a trillion dollars. You can't get any worse. This is the worst policy I've ever seen. But we understand that you know the midterms are coming up in the U.S. This is political. October, we're going to see a lot of action up until then. But... A laughable. To, I threw the paper away last week when I read it. You couldn't. You couldn't make this stuff up. As uh, Manchin was talking about, you know, this is way better than the Build Back Better. We're going to combat inflation at all costs. Yeah, he waited for just the right moment to finally side with everybody else on that, <laughs> and until it was the worst possible thing that they could pass, he then he became all on board. Yeah, and we look into the bill. We're reading through it. There's hundreds and hundreds of papers. But in summary, it just looks really horrible for the taxpayers. Um, if you make under a certain amount of money, you're going to be taxed. Um, it doesn't look good at all. No, that and that's that's the other part. They say, oh, you know, we're only going to target people who are making over four hundred thousand. That right. couldn't possibly be our donors. Don't worry, we'll we definitely won't go after the rich, the one percent out there who oh we happen to be a part of, and so we're all friends with them. But don't worry, we're not going to go after. We're only going after them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, come on, this all leads back to and then, and then the militarization of the of the IRS, we the meme that came out this week was they showed a soccer stadium, mm -hmm. packed and they said, the amount of IRS agents that they just hired, where the 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 classified ad says, be willing to use deadly force tax collectors tax collectors who are going to be given guns and remember they were they've been the irs has been accumulating um ammunition for the past couple of years we've been seeing these articles so they show this this stadium and you go and they say the the government just hired more irs agents than than can fill this entire stadium i mean imagine the roger center and it's packed and it's still not as many agents as they just hired. It's more agents than some of than like four or five major agencies combined. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's absolutely crazy and you just kind of have to you have to be able to sit back and say why mm -hmm. foreshadowing more encroachment more coming after your wealth more you know devising some way to get you um, this is very easy to do when you have digital money but we're seeing raids you know this is on uh, potential irs raids on private taxpayer tax-paying hard-working american citizens coming after you with not just pieces of paper but they're coming up with you know, with military-style uh, weaponry, um, with charges, who knows what they're going to make up or what they're going to come after you with. But we're seeing raids, you know, preparations of raids. We're already seeing raids on the L LBMA, <laughs> raids on the comics, you know, FBI raids this week, exciting stuff. And now we're seeing potential IRS raids. Gold and silver, you're stiff-armed to that. Gold and if you're talking about football, you got to get your stiff arm out to protect all the encroaching uh, linebackers coming at you. Stiff arm them with physical gold and silver away from the banking system. How do you like that? <laughs> I, I love that. I love that idea. I mean, that's really what it is because we've seen this before. Obama's administration did it, right? They, they targeted people using the IRS. And it's interesting when you think about Aaron Russo's documentary where you go, well, it's illegal. So if someone decides to, to go against it because it's illegal, but then they use the narrative of you didn't pay your taxes, even though it's illegal to do to yeah. be charging you it, these sorts of things. And, and it just kind of this idea of, and we see it in our country too, this running roughshod over, over laws and just kind of going, doing your own thing and not paying attention to what people want and then trying to sell it to them after the fact or using coercive means to do it. You say, you know what? I got to get out of all of this. Mm -hmm. I want to have my own sovereignty. And part of that is having that physical gold and silver. I know it seems like a weird, maybe a weird connection, but gold and silver is liberty. It is sovereignty. It is the lack of counterparty risk that says I'm not, I can stand on my own two feet here and I'm not connected to you. I don't have a connection there that you can easily pull the money out of my bank. Mm -hmm. Right? So, there's an important aspect to it. And of course, it has been suppressed, but that's coming to an end. We know it's coming to an end because the the physical products being hemorrhaged off the exchanges, the major bullion banks are now net long instead of net short. That means they're betting the market will go higher instead of betting that the market will go lower. There's a tectonic shift happening within the market. Now, we don't know when it's going to reveal itself in physical prices on the market, but we see that the premiums are very high in gold and silver. But the prices are extremely low when you think about the amount of money that's being printed, the amount of currency that's being printed, and where the valuations are going. Mm -hmm. So it it's a very exciting time to be accumulating the metal. It is, because when you have prices this enticing and still silver holding above 19 we're above 20 dollars. silver is gaining momentum as the likelihood of a fed pause coming up um, and potentially pivoting on rate hikes by the fall and into winter um, and we're also heading into seasonal tailwinds in both gold and silver which is very good for pricing september october these crash seasons as are known as do metals do perform during this time but it's exciting to know that when you have a drain on inventory, we're heading towards one event, and that event is a default. When they cannot deliver on their promises, that default happens immediately, and precious metals will explode in prices. So then it becomes a question of do you do, own it or not? It? Just like in 2016 with the Brexit, when Brexit happened, 
gold went up 35%, the pound went down 35%, and you either had it or you didn't. It comes down to that insurance policy. You can't buy it after, right? You can't go out and buy your, your generator after the lights go out. You mm -hmm. have to have it before, right? So it's all about being prepared. This is the time to make the choice. It, it, there really is no time like the present, and it does feel like the time is running out. And we've got everything in place for this to be the perfect time to be getting involved. So congratulations to everyone who's been getting involved, but the time is now for you to get involved, even if it means going to the e-store and picking up your first tube of silver maples. Go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and get a sense of how this all works or call us directly at one eight seven seven eight silver It's The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, there's been a, a shift towards trying to change the definitions of things. We talked about the idea that the, the White House wants to change the concept of, of recession and they want to change, uh, you know, um, pronouns and everything just seems to be in flux, that, that things can't be real, that things can't be definitive, that everything is malleable and subjective. And maybe that's true. But inflation is something that everyone is experiencing and you can call it whatever you want, but everyone's still experiencing it. I was watching this interview, they did these street interviews and this was in Texas and um, they were saying, you know, they were talking about like, who would you vote for, da, da, da. The point was, the, 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 the point that this one gentleman made, he said, listen, in 2008, you could lose your home but you could still go into a grocery store and buy some food. Hmm. If you lose your home this time, you can't drive anywhere and you can't go buy food. It's hmm. gotten that that it's gotten that bad. Yeah. So, you know, you're you have an article here talking about the CPI and how they've changed the CPI from being sad to being happy and it's the same number. It's the same inflation rate. Yeah, how they're spinning it is just remarkable. You knew they were going to spin the the news piece. The news piece this week was uh, CPI inflation data coming out of the U.S. It happened on Wednesday. It's a month over month reading on how things progressed in the U.S. and the print came out a lot softer than expected. The expected was eight point seven percent. So it's down from nine point one, and it went below eight point seven to eight point five. And the market cheered that. They loved it. This means that the U.S., the, the Fed may not have to raise interest rates uh, coming up. So the anticipation and the expectations for the September hike dropped from 80% down to 30%. And what that did... Beautiful. Everything solved. Everything solved. Uh, what we saw after that, there was a market reaction with strong stock markets, even gold was surging, some crypto was surging, and the US dollar was started to tank immediately after that. So the market was saying, okay, since they're not going to be raising interest rates, the US dollar started to back off. So gold Got and it. silver started to move up. Just in time, they wheeled out the Chicago Fed president, Charles Evans, who said inflation, though, still unacceptably, unacceptably high. And the Fed is nowhere near done tightening, helping to stall the silver and gold rally. That happened on Wednesday. But today, as we fast forward to Friday, 
gold is up over where we started on on Monday. Gold on Monday was 1792 USD, closing out today at 1800 strong. Flat on silver, we started the week at 2063. We're closing at around 2065. Firmer up on platinum, down on palladium. But overall, this is just jawboning again, Jeremy. Like we've never seen, the the Federal Reserve is so trapped, is so trapped that they're just trying to rejig and redefine. And remember, if we look into the inflationary data that came out, we noticed that most of the improvement in the headline CPI print was energy. And with fuel prices, Jeremy, coming down considerably in the U.S. And what, ha what has been going on in the U.S. over the course of the last few months with their strategic oil reserves? They've been dumping and selling strategic oil in the United States to China and to other bidders for, for their oil. What is that oil used for? It's in times of emergencies. In times of war, you have a strategic oil reserve. Well, it is an emergency. There's midterms coming up, Jerry. That's that an emergency. So... You know, what a better I, way to I, the problem is they're going to run out of strategic oil reserves and we'll be right back where where we were a month ago. Yep. And let's remember, let's just go through the time machine <laughs> to the time when there was no inflation because there's just supply chain issues. And then it was, well, there is inflation, but it's transitory. And then. There was, well, there is inflation, but it's mild at best. Mm -hmm. And then it's, okay, we've got a problem, but no problem. We can handle it. <laughs> now they want, now they created the Inflation Reduction Act by deficit spending another $700 billion in the hopes that that will somehow reduce the amount of paper chasing the, the same amount of goods, which won't happen. And they're saying it won't affect inflate. It'll it'll mildly affect affect inflation. We're talking, what uh, maybe less than a percent, and it'll take like twenty years for it to flow through the system. Look, you want to stop inflation? Okay, cut the cut the HST. That would help. Cut the HST. Give everyone a thirteen percent break. If you really care, no, they'll print more money. They'll just keep printing. So the Fed will pivot. The Fed will eventually say we can't keep raising rates. They're not raising rates to the to the to the inflation rate anyway. And banks are losing money if they're lending you at 4% and inflation's at 10 or higher. How is the bank making money? Mm -hmm. Who's who's backing them again? And when do you run out of backing them up? Right? When do you and that's why now do you have now are you wondering why they're hurtling towards central bank digital currency? Right? The answer is, you know, this is like this is like every thriller. As soon as the killers found out, the the person gets kidnapped. <laughs> that's what it is. Good point. Yeah. What? It, it, that's exactly what we're talking like about mm -hmm. here. They they know that the jig is up, and now it's this mad dash to try to control you physically. Well, guess what? You've already lost. If you're trying to coerce and get people onto digital currency, da da da. No one wants this. No. Nobody wants to be controlled. Imagine you you say the wrong thing. And all of a sudden, your money's taken away by the IRS in the U.S., mm -hmm. right? Or the CRA just cancels your credit card for whatever reason. Or that's it. You, you can't buy. Oh, you've spent your carbon amount. No meat for you. No heat for you. No heat for you. No meat. No heat. <laughs> right? That's it. This is why gold and silver are freedom. We're making a big change here. We're saying, look, have your own sovereignty. 
get involved in something that has incredible value to it. It's been money for thousands of years and stop the madness. Stop being part of the system when you can say, listen, I'm going to have my own sovereignty. I'm going to have my own physical gold and silver, which by the way, gold is up 376% over the last 20 years. It has kept up with inflation and then some. Absolutely. We're seeing a lot of information coming out. We had some technical advisors that came out this week, and I get into the next segment from Christopher Vermeulen. He's a tech trader. Um, he highlights the gold to silver ratio. We talk a lot about the silver to gold being at about 87 to 1 today, but he talked about the gold to silver and how that peaked at the, at the beginning of the COVID crisis and why this is super exciting to be in gold and silver today, having this opportunity to buy gold and silver at these levels because the pricing and where we're seeing it and the connections with uh, where we are today to how it looked in the early 2000s leading up to the last peak off the charts, Jeremy. Uh, you're going to have to stay tuned on this one. This next segment is going to be awesome. Uh, but give us a call, one eight eight seven seven eight silver and give us a call. Talk about your Lira. Talk about your RSPs. If you still have funds sitting there parked in cash, it's burning. You're draining. There's a stagflation. You're losing purchasing power. Talk to us about converting out of fiat within your RSPs and TFSAs. And we'll help you every step of the way. Yeah, you got to remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It seems like these debts don't matter until they matter. And getting involved in the market is as easy as one, two, three. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. And let's get into some technical stuff here on, on silver. Jerry, you've got a great article that came out this week about solar power. We know that when it comes to silver and industrial uses, silver is both industrial and monetary. It is the people's money, but it's also used in anything electronic, anything digital. You've got transition lenses, there's silver in it. You've got some athletic clothing, there's probably some silver in it because it naturally absorbs bacteria. Um, hey, if you happen to have a rocket in your backyard or a missile in your backyard, there's a ton of silver in that. Not a literal ton, but there is a lot of silver in that. You have an, uh, a vehicle, you drive a car, there's silver in it. You watch TV, there's silver in it. You use an iPad, silver. Computer, silver. Did you turn a light switch on in, in your house today? There's a silver contact in there. Silver is everywhere. It is a strategic metal, but it also happens to be one that's in deficit every year. We use more than we pull out of the ground every single year and with the prices down you're putting pressure on the miners to keep up with their margins but i digress let's talk about solar power jerry so overall global solar panel production has been growing over the last 10 years the silver institute their 2022 report showed global silver demand sitting at just over 1 billion ounces which which they covered in april of that total demand 13 percent was for solar panels and we look at the different types of solar panels over the years, and we have to note that majority of the solar panels are being manufactured in, in places like China, above all places. Um, there are three types of, of setups. There's P-Perk, Topcon, and HJT. And the market has begin, uh, begun with the P-Perk. It's almost like your entry level. And as things progress, everything, everything is leading towards new technologies from these existing models. 
Um, we're seeing changes of differing absorption rates, efficiency, and only leads to, as they become more efficiency, the silver usage starts to go up, almost doubling from P-Perk, which was 80 milligrams per panel. Topcon is about 100, and then double that for HJT. Um, and what we're seeing, the trend is for solar panels to be produced in the highest style, this, this HJT model, for, which is the best medium term as it's yet another 1% more efficient than the second best. So what we're seeing overall is there is a move towards doubling the amount of silver being used in these solar panels. Now, historically, solar panel farms, as we remember how they look in, in the deserts and even over water and snow, majority are set up here. And we know the panels are usually single-sided. However, in recent years, solar farms have increasingly been attaching solar panels to the underside, Jeremy, to capture an additional 20 to 40% of the sun rays that are reflecting off of the sand and off of the water. So you're not only getting the top, but you're also getting the bottom. By having well, additional so panels... I didn't know any better. I thought you were talking viticulture and like <laughs> growing wine in, in, in the Rhone Valley Sounds or something. Like it. Yeah. Sounds <clears> definitely <throat> like it. By having this, additional energy can be as high as 80%. So ultimately, we're seeing a doubling of this efficiency doubling the panel. We're seeing a double in the advancement. So ultimately, if we're seeing that this market is representing uh, 13% for solar panels, this is a doubling, Jeremy. So 13% of all silver coming out of the ground right now is going to solar power. Right. And this is going to, how much are they going to increase that? They'll have to double it because we're using double sides now for both and plus HJT, this type of technology is already requiring. So it could be a double or tripling of this 13% model for solar. Now we're not seeing too many more advancements and too many more fields, but what we're seeing is the technology is improving, which only requires more and more silver. So this is just the tech side, the industrial side of, of the silver usages. We know that uh, majority right now is going towards uh, investment, and we're seeing much more into jewelry, much more into tangible um, silverware, uh, photography, bars and coins. The demand is through the roof, but more so it's coming out of the investment side and solar side. So there's going to be a competition between the industry and the investment side. Let's talk about um, these ratios just to help help the listeners understand just how undervalued silver is because there's a high premium right now to buy physical silver. But if you understand how cheap it really is relative to its actual value, where it value should be, and where it's going to be in the next few years, the best way to understand that is by looking at ratios and understanding value. So you brought an article by Chris Vermillion, who is a tech analyst in the in the gold market. Yeah, he starts off by saying, fear is starting to become an issue. Traders are starting to realize inflation. Global currencies are reacting to the sudden policy shift by the U.S. Fed and central banks. The fear is showing up once again in the gold to silver ratio. His research suggests that the current gold and silver setup may be found by looking at the early 2000 to 2003 markets. Um, but we saw the, cons the consolidation over the past five years from 2017 through the COVID event, this consolidation is prompting an extreme high in the gold to silver ratio to levels above 1.2, which equals 126 to one silver to gold ratio. That's where we saw the peak at, that, in COVID, at, at yeah. COVID. That's where the <clears throat> beginning silver, of COVID, yeah. What that shows a very weak silver price 
relative to gold. Psychologically, all that represents is a very lack of fear. This has, now that we're seeing fear coming back into the market at the end of 2021, the gold to silver ratio has moved decidedly downward. This illustrates silver is rallying compared to the price of gold as fear begins to elevate across the <clears> globe. <throat> and as he he extrapolates further, he goes back to the year to the year 1990 to 93, where the beginning uh, the fall of the Soviet Union, to the to the war in in Iraq, and further, uh, there was just overall comparisons. We talk about the trifecta in gold being supply and demand, inflation, and currency devaluation. He outlays nine, nine comparisons, nine similarities to the move that we cannot ignore. Because back in, in, in 2001, this is where it took off for gold. We saw a 600% increase from $260 to 1923. And today is no different from that in reality. It's just at a higher point. At a higher point. You got a right. higher S&P, higher debts. Um, higher gold price. Higher gold price. So ultimately, this type of setup, what can he expect? He, the trend, the breakout trend starts in gold, which can happen as early as next year, 2023. Well, it's already breaking out in other currencies. It has already done right? that. And yen? Ja Japanese yen. I mean, their whole government quit. The entire government <laughs> of Japan quit. That is crazy. If you don't know about that, then maybe... Take a take a pass on mainstream news. Um, their whole government quit, but yeah, it's um, go on. Sorry, this is the fear factor. This is what we're seeing. Other countries, the the prices of gold are are skyrocketing. Yeah, echoing Christopher Mullen's argument for fear as fear starts to uh, break out. We're seeing a gold price breakout as early as 2023. This is probably in line with the Fed pivot or or pausing, but he believes the next rally for gold will be somewhere above $3,100. And then we will start a dedicated climb to levels above 4,500 and beyond. And we could just do the math with the silver to gold ratio ratio from where we are today, 85 to one um, sky's the limit for silver, in my opinion. And, 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 and Morgan uh, from Morgan report, he uh, major analyst, a titan in the silver market. He thinks silver could get to twelve hundred dollars an ounce, and he 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 always reiterates that the that ninety percent of the move happens in the last ten percent of the market. So this is the time make a decision, get involved in the market. The wind is at your back. This is the perfect entry point. Get involved in gold and silver or call us. We're happy to talk about the market. You know that we love talking about the market. So give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, great information. Thank you to everyone for joining us this week on The Real Money Show. And we look forward to speaking with you next week on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.